Luke 8 verses 22 to 25. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters and the storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. Here we see the disciples in a storm. And it's a picture that is often used about life as well. And not just used by Christians to describe difficulties in life, but by the secular world as well. Bruno Mars sang the song, Count on Me about 12 or 14 years ago and this is what he says if you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea i'll seal to the world i'll seal the world to find you if you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see i'll be the light to guide you we'll find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need you can count on me like one two three i'll be there See, it's a song that he sings and it's about trusting with uh, trusting in friends and through tough times. And we would even say ourselves, we know who our friends are when things are difficult. But here, this guy, Bruno Mars, he, he sings and he talks about his friend in the middle of the sea that he'll sail the world to find you. That he'll find out what we're made of. But we need something else, don't we? We need someone better than someone come to search for us. We need somebody to actually be there. We need something or someone better than just our friends. Because here we have the disciples stuck in the middle of a lake. And they're going to discover what their faith is made of. And they'll discover that they can count on Jesus. And we can too. See Jesus and the storm. It's about trust. And what Jesus wants the disciples and us to learn. Is that we are to have a deeper trust in Christ. When storms happen in our lives. Whenever there's that degree of difficulty. What are we to do? Well yes we're to have a deeper trust in Christ. But we're to activate our faith. Faith is not just a noun, something that we hold on to. Maybe like a communion Sunday that we bring our communion token and say, well, I have faith. But faith is a verb. It's a, a doing word as well. In these couple of chapters in Luke's gospel, chapters 7 and 8, we have seen lots of people and their trust of Jesus. We have the centurion who sends people to to look after or to, to heal his slave. We have the, the faith of the sinful woman. As she pours out everything she has on the feet of Jesus. Uh, as tears roll down her cheeks. 
to these remarkable ladies at the beginning of chapter 8. Mary, Mary, Joanna and Susanna who out of their own means provide for Jesus and his ministry. And they show their trust. Yet there are others like the Pharisee who doesn't have trust. Simon the Pharisee at the end of chapter 7. And last week as we thought and started in chapter 8, we were reminded about hearing God's word and our response to it. And we see that in these people in Luke's gospel, but in the disciples now in the book. They have heard all about the word, but what is their response going to be? So as we gather with the disciples on this boat, they make their way onto the boat and Jesus is rocked asleep as the waves slap up the side of the boat as they set off on their journey. And Jesus sails off to sleep. He's not like me, who'd be hanging off the edge, waiting to be sick. But in that, Jesus shows himself to be human and tired. That by the end of these few verses, we'll see that he is divine and powerful. Because they are all in the boat, and this sudden storm comes. And this is a feature of the, the Sea of Galilee or this lake which they find themselves on. It's below sea level. So the, the, the heat, the hot air would be developing at that low level. To the east there are these very tall high mountains. And the wind would blow and the cold air would whip across the top of the mountains and sink down. And it causes this great change of pressure. And these sudden storms are to be expected. Now, for Jesus' disciples, he has 12 of them. And we know that even Peter, Andrew, James and John, they are fishermen who turn into fishers of men. But they are skilled men. They are seasoned men. And in this sudden storm... They firstly, they choose what they trust. And that's our first point. We have to choose what you trust. These guys knew it all. They were seasoned. They were skilled. I am sure that as they battled with the storm initially, that they were telling the other guys what to do. Like Levi the tax collector a man who's not done a hard day's manual labour in his life is not going to know an oar from a rope. And he is going to be directed by these men. But in this storm, they discover that they turn to be terrified. We need to choose what you trust. Because here initially the disciples rely on experience. You see, we can't imagine these disciples directing and fighting with the boat. But the boat is filling up with water, the Bible tells us. And it's not until they are being swamped that they stir Jesus in the storm. You see, in the midst of this raging storm, they sought to work their way through it. To rely on their own strength, to rely on their own skills. But on this occasion... They are useless in the storm. And that can be just like us too, can't it? We can mosey through life. We work our way through lines. We trust in our own skills. We trust in our own experience. 
We say, well, we've handled things like this before. I can handle it now. And we choose to trust in ourselves, to rely on experience. But an accident comes. And it prevents us from being able to work the way we had loved to and longed to. A loved one is maybe taken from us, one who we describe as a rock, and our life is changed completely, and what we lean on and trust in is gone. These are the storms of life. Some of you have been there. Some of you are in that storm. Others are about to enter it. For a few of you, it is still yet to come. But in those storms of life, you have to choose what you trust. You cannot rely on the things that you trust in. Your own self or a person. Your health, your knowledge, experience or skills. Because fears and anxieties will grip our hearts. We will face our share of sickness and pain. We all have those losses, the sorrows, those broken relationships. In our very own homes, there'll be family breakup and depression. In our work, we'll be stressed to our eyes or maybe even being bullied by at work. And it just doesn't happen in the homes outside of the church, but it's in Christian homes and in every homes. And what do we do? Well, we rely on experience and we trust ourselves to work through it. We throw down money. We try self-help classes. We see an expert. We rely on our own experience. You see, the storms in the Christian life are never meaningless. They're always to drive us to a deeper trust in Jesus. See, as the disciples choose to rely on themselves and experience, they trust that it's almost at a last resort that they come to Jesus. See, they could have went to Jesus as the storm was whipping up or at the beginning where they found this difficult, but we can imagine the stubbornness as there is in all of us to keep going, to keep going, to keep trusting in ourselves. And it's almost as though the disciples have done everything in their power until verse 24, they decide to wake Jesus up and what do they say? Master, master, we're going to die. That's where it got to before they came to Jesus. And as a minister, we see this in the church and in every church. People try and live lives their, their whole way, doing their own thing, their own way. Sickness comes or a bereavement comes. They call the minister. And sometimes in our lives, storms come and we avoid Jesus. But now it's almost like a last resort and we think, well, we may as well give him a go. But we have to choose what we trust. And we have to choose ourselves or Jesus. See, maybe you have relied on your own experience in the past. But come to Jesus. You have to choose what you trust. Storms will come. And we will not know in those times who or where to turn. But those storms come that we would have a deeper trust in Jesus. 
think it was on Thursday or Friday of this week. Tim Keller, who was a very famous minister in the heart of New York City in America, who had done a tremendous work in that city, a great thinker and preacher, where you could say he was in the epicentre of the Western culture, battling against it. And about three years ago, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And as he reflected on his sorrow in life, this is what one of his so many quotes, but here is one for us. He says this, You don't really know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Do you get that? You don't really know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. See, for the disciples in the book, they were battling. They knew Jesus was there, but they thought they could do it themselves. It wasn't until that last resort, if you like, where Jesus was their last hope, that they realised, well, Jesus is all they needed anyway. Maybe that's like you. You don't really know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Choose what you trust. And then secondly, check your trust. Check your trust. Whenever I was assistant in Magrafelt, one of the young adult couples who got married, as is the case in many of the young adult population, as they get married, one of the first things they do is to get a pet. And while this couple were looking for their dog and they found a lovely deal in, on Gumtree and they were able to, to make a, a bid on the dog and able to buy that dog in cash only. And he picked up the dog in the back of Cookstown Tesco's car park. And you think might think alarm bells might start to go off at that point, but no. They received their puppy, they exchanged the cash and the puppy had all its vaccinations and its paperwork in order. But it was soon very evident that this puppy, well, was very sick. And not only was the puppy very sick, but he had never received any kind of vaccinations at all. And you would think, well, you'd have to check out where you buy such a puppy or buy an animal. You have to check who you can trust. That's the same in our lives. Because as we choose between ourselves and Jesus, why should we look to Jesus? Well, it is because Jesus has power. Jesus wakes up and he speaks. The storm stops instantly. How did the world come about? God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke. And this is what Jesus does here. He brings an end to this. But he wants to teach his disciples to have a deeper trust in him. See, our, our storms, they, they can continue in life, can't they? They just don't end in a flash. But they're to help us to have a trust in Jesus. But where else has Jesus shown his power? And he shows it constantly, doesn't he? Because as the Jesus brings with his power this to all to an end, he asks them this question in verse 25. Where is your faith? 
Where is it? Jesus is not saying that they have none, but where is it? Like me, when I lose my car keys, I ask, well, where is it? It's not as if I don't have any. I just don't know where they are. See, Jesus is teaching them here, for have a deeper trust is to ensure that our faith is a doing word. That faith is a deliberate action. I think for many of us, we think that our faith is like our cars. You know, you're driving along, the rain comes on, it gets dark. Your automatic car lights will turn on and your wipers will go automatically. And that's what we think about faith. That it'll just appear out of the blue force in the middle of a storm. But we need to bring it out. The disciples look at the storm when they should have been looking to Jesus. He says we need to check our trust. Our storms, we need to, to check our trust. We need to see where our faith is. We need to bring it out and act in faith. Yes, we can say, well, I am saved. I have this faith in Jesus. Yes, we tick that box. But do we have faith that is ready to spring into action? Something happens. Storms come in our lives and sadly faith disappears or washes away. We are to remember our faith. Bring to our minds what Jesus has said, what he has done. We remember Jesus and his power. Yes, that he heals diseases. Yes, that he stills the sea. But he is the one who has taken control of our sin. He is the one who has washed it away by his blood. And that he has power over sin and death and the evil one. And will bring us to his glory. And that promise that he makes to us. Because after we see Christ's power. As we remind ourselves of Christ's power. We like the disciples should marvel at Jesus. So the Bible says that happens here. They're in fear and amazement. They're in awe of Jesus. You see, for these Jewish men following Jesus, they knew God and God alone controlled the seas. They knew the story of Jonah, that the seas were still as he was thrown in. In Psalm 107, we get a picture of this story. Psalm 107, verse 24. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted the high of the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their pearl, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men, and they were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to God in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm. And he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. We ought to marvel at this Jesus. As that psalm describes for us what has happened on that boat. We need to check our trust and choose what we trust. Because ultimately we need to have a deeper trust in Jesus. The storm may have the chaos of the waters. 
And we know that's what our lives are like, isn't it? The chaotic lives that we live, where at times we feel squeezed and threatened with life's circumstances, never mind the chaos of our own sin, because our own hearts because of our own sin. Here the, the disciples are perishing, they are afraid of the waters, and oh folks, isn't that true with our sin? We are perishing because of our sin, but as Jesus has power over the chaos of the waters, here he stills the sea. In the new heavens and new earth, there will be no more sea, there will be no more chaos high. Well, just as Jesus stills the storm and speaks up on the cross, as the dark clouds of sin cover the land, as the darkness covers us, as the dark clouds of sin engulf our Jesus, as he takes the full storm of God's wrath, he speaks up, not with a hush, but he cries out, it is finished your sin is gone i am the powerful one so that is why we must look to ourselves and look to jesus and choose what you trust bruno mar says he's going to travel around the world to look for us in the middle of the sea but here, Jesus, he doesn't disappear in the book, does he? He doesn't need to travel around the world to find them. Because literally here, Jesus is in the book with his disciples. And we know in God's word of three faith, he dwells with us by his spirit. And he is there with us every step of the way. So check your trust. Look in Jesus. Activate your faith. Look at what all he has done and marvel at his grace. Storms will all come in the Christian life. But they come so that we would have a deeper trust in our Saviour Jesus. Let me finish with the question that Jesus asks his disciples. Where is your faith?